Hey everybody, welcome back to the Phil Krause Revival Podcast. With me right now, I have, it's myself, George. I have Kevin Owens and Raul Martinez. Hola. Hello. Hello. So, uh, Kevin just got here about what? About like a week ago. Like a week ago. How you liking Prescott? It's been a it's been a wild week. Yeah. Yeah. Walking for Mike Glover ain't no joke, man. Eh? <laughs> that man never stops. He's, He's like a, a machine. machine. We sure. were at running the other day, and he was on social media while he was running. I know. I was like, like I'm running. And I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm I not. Know. I can't. Trying to breathe. I'm trying to live. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it. Pres- Prescott's beautiful, man. It's nice. Like, what, a, what a beautiful area. You excited to settle down here and get oh, ready? Man. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get to get, get some more long courses or long gun courses down. And yeah, you know, once you get yeah. settled in and yep. get done, oh, it's going to be uh, amazing. I've been getting a lot of questions about it, but I'm 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 trying to finalize some stuff with the army, so I have to go back and do that. So we're we're reluctant to schedule any long gun courses because we don't want to have to cancel them. So as soon as I get clear, which could be in the next week or two, yeah, um, we, we'll we'll be full steam ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you cleared that up because we do have a lot of questions about your training coming up. So yeah. now people know at least, hey, we're working on it. It's on the way. Yep. It's getting worked out. Yeah, it's coming. We built, to, it's all right. We built suspense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. So we're talking about training. Uh, Raul, what do we got coming up here at Field Craft Survival? So it's funny you say that. As, as you were talking, I was making sure I had all the dates. So we have a lot going on. The next month or two uh, are going to be really busy. Almost every weekend we have something going on. And that's kind of what we wanted for 2020. Just to be on the road teaching oh, yeah. and spreading uh, the program. So our first one up is 18 and 19 is going to be Gunfighter Pistol and Carbine in series. Mike is going to be leading that one, which is cool. Um, also, there's a low light version, uh, the second part of the 18th. So if for you guys pistol? wanted to do low light on the 18th for pistol, nice. that's available. Uh, pushing forward, we have Miami, the 25th and the 26th. Definitely looking forward to more East Coast stuff. Everybody's been asking, and now mm-hmm. we're able to do it in, in 2020. Yeah. Real quick, though, those are like everyone on the East Coast, if you're interested in us coming out to you, you know, um, and if you have a range facility, hit us up at training at com, and, you know, kind of lay out the the range and, and, and what it looks like and, and all, any information you can on the range, and, and we'll look and we'll – We'll call them and, and, and get a class going there if it if it meets all the meets all of our requirements. So, no, that's a good point. And a lot of people do try to call in and help. Uh, the people that just call or the people that email us and they're just like, "We want a class." And like, <laughs> that's the end of the email. Yeah, <laughs> that's really hard to work with. Like, well, mm. where are you, one? Exactly. And what kind of class? So it's nice when you guys uh, hit us up and tell us exactly where you are and already. Uh, provide a solution to the problem, right? That's a big one that that I learned uh, when I was in in the army early on, and then the one that I passed on to my recruits when I was a drill sergeant was: if you have a problem and you're going to present a problem to somebody above you or leadership above you, present the problem, but also present two solutions so that you're not just another problem. You're also helping with solutions. So just carry that for what it's worth and uh, make yourselves better. So from from Miami, then we have Golden, Colorado, law enforcement only. February 1st and 2nd. Mike will be out there doing that. The 7th, 8th, and 9th of February, our famous uh, soft prep course here. It's already filling up. So if you're listening to this, get on it. You have less than a month now. Um, uh, limited slots on that just because of the quality of the content. The 15th and the 16th of February, again, we're back in series. Uh, shortly thereafter, we have, what do we got going on after that? So we have Kansas City. We were in Kansas City last year. It was such a great turnout. We're going back again 
They're a very uh, concealed carry friendly state. So our focus will be for pistol will be concealed carry um, gunfighter. And then for the carbine course, it's going to be low pro. So more how you would de uh, deploy it in your house or out of your car a lot uh a lot less gear involved so it'll be cool it'll be almost like half of the day will be no sling and carrying a magazine in your pocket so doing reloads from the fly uh versus everything kitted out and doing stuff uh with all the the range gear so people have a good time with that uh lots more on the website guys if you guys want to get on there and check that out uh other than that yeah cool so just getting to uh, one of our sponsors here we got a uh, kill cliff kill cliffs uh is an energy energy drink company. They're more of like a cleaner energy drink. They have three kinds. They have an ignite, an endure, and a recover. Their ignite is more of the uh, like pre workout type drink. I know Kevin, you've been drinking them every once in a while here at the company. Uh, you haven't been paying attention because I've been crushing them <laughs> behind your back. I've been crushing them. We need to restock that fridge. That explains all just the empty <laughs> cartons. <laughs> Yeah, they're awesome, man. I'm crushing good. them. Yeah. They are good. So I've been I, doing. I think I've been drinking them out of order, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing. I've, I've 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 branded it the Kill Cliff Challenge. So every morning when we, me and Raul work out, I'll take an ignite first, then I'll do the endure during the workout, and then I'll do a recover at mm -hmm. the end. So, I mean, I, I honestly, it, it's been helping me get through these workouts. I can get more reps in during the workout. So I mean, obviously, there is some kind of benefit into drinking Kill Cliff and another. Benefit is now they have the uh, recover CBDs. They have uh, like three. They have three uh, three flavors now. They have orange Kush. Uh, there's a grape flavor, and then there's a mango. Or, uh, I think it's a mango flavor right now. Yeah, I haven't still tried waiting that. on. Uh, we've had the orange ones, but I'm still waiting on the grape and the and the mango one. So hopefully we can get uh, Kill Cliff if you're listening, send us some uh, CBD, please. Uh, and also one good thing about Kill Cliff is that they're supported by or they support the navy seal foundation that's always a good thing when you're supporting veterans and and you know just helping them out and their families out on their, in their times of need i think that's great we are uh we do have another sponsor here spartan training gear and i'll let raul talk about spartan training gear yeah so spartan training gear is a they, they manufacture suits for full contact fighting and sparring and training that allows anyone from a, a school that has self-defense based training that they need to go live and go a little harder, put more pressure, even to law enforcement and military guys running CQB. So now we can jam dudes into walls and uh, th their gear is sim rated so you can shoot sims into it and still have all the protection but flexibility and movement. We use it here a lot. We use it in just the hand-to-hand -hand stuff. We use it in um, the force-on-force -force training that we do. It's gonna be the staple product uh, for protection when we run our new course, um, the Street Ready Combatives course, it's going to have live fire, it's going to have sim rounds, it's going to have force on force, and all of that is now um, part of the training setup because we've partnered with uh, Spartan Training Gear to, to help provide our people better protection during these trainings. So if you guys are interested in Spartan Gear for your dojos or even your law enforcement department, you can see what they have to offer on Spartan Training Gear. Dot com, And if you drop the word Fieldcraft in there, you'll get 10% off your purchase, which is great because it's a, it's a great product. We use it. If you come to our courses, you'll be able to get hands-on with it and try it even before you buy it. So, yeah, good products. Cool. Uh, another thing we have coming up here at the end of uh, January, well, it's the week of SHOT Show. Uh, I know everyone's, 
asking us if we're going to be at SHOT Show. I know, Kevin, you're going to be at SHOT Show. So next week I have a, a sniper symposium that SOCOM are doing in San Diego, that uh, industry, and, and uh, it's invite only. So I'm going to go to that, and there's going to be some really good speakers there. Nice. Um, that's going to be great. And then uh, the week after, I'm supposed to go to SHOT Show okay. to build some relationships and, and yeah. uh, you know, what my previous job in Force Mod, I couldn't really reach out to industry or do any of that. It was a conflict of interest. But now that I'm out of that, then I, I, I can go and, and uh, build these partnerships with these fantastic companies that I've nice. worked with for years. So that that's the plan for me over the next two weeks, unless the Army call me back, which, yeah. which might happen. Okay. Uh, and one, th one thing we do have on the 21st of January from 5 to 630 at the 511 Tactical Store in Vegas, Mike Glover will be there going over stopping the bleed and overland considerations and things like that. So make sure you check out the events page on 511's Facebook page to sign up limited slots. Hopefully uh, see some of you guys out there. Hopefully I can make it out there with Mike, but uh, if not, oh well. So on this podcast, uh, Mike interviewed Chris Reeves. He's the CEO of Triarch Systems. He's out in Dallas right now with him. And uh, it was a great podcast from what I've heard. And we're going to kick it off with Chris Reeves and, uh, and Mike Glover here. Also, one more thing. Uh, Triarch Systems, remember, code Fieldcraft saves you 5% and uh, enjoy the podcast. Chris, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Hey, not a problem. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Matt, we're in your shop right now. We're in your conference room. This place is pretty amazing. Where, where are we at right now? Uh, we're currently in Mansfield, Texas. Mansfield, Texas. I just drove like two hours across town, yeah. which I thought was like, hey, let's just drive across town. And it was like a two-hour drive in oh, Dallas-Fort yeah. Worth. This place yeah. is massive. Yeah, Metroplex is huge. It's, I mean, when I first moved here, it's like, oh, let's go to this department, do a demo. And next thing you know, look on the map, it's an hour and 15 minutes away. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty big place. Yeah, it's a good location though, right off the highway and yep. just, uh, you know, a couple minutes from Dallas-Fort Worth from proper, right? Oh yeah, from out. proper, we're about a uh, 15-minute drive from downtown Fort Worth and then 30-minute drive from Dallas, so it's it's a really good location, and we get good foot traffic around here, too, and plus having the you know logo painted on the big side of the building is, uh, you know, helps out, yeah, too. Yeah, I saw it like 10 miles away when I was driving. <laughs> I used it to vector myself in. Yeah, it's a landmark. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, Chirac Systems and what you guys are doing. Like, let's, let's start off at the beginning, because uh, all of our following, they always ask us, like, hey, tell us about Triarch, and you know, more and more Triarch. And so I don't think a lot of people have a context of like your story and starting the company, owning the company, and then taking where it's, where it currently is right now. So let's start from the beginning. How'd you get started in this business? Uh, to tell you the truth, I just fell into it. I retired out of the military, did 14 years, uh, got uh, combat wounded and, uh, you know, got took that early retirement and uh, it was the best thing I ever did, but kind of fell into the farms company. Didn't really have a plan because I planned to do the 20 and then got out so suddenly and uh, worked for another farms company, got a little experience there, and just decided to do it on my own. And I had a good support group. That's one thing I can was very uh, where I've been very fortunate. It's just a good support group of uh, friends, um, you know, also other veterans and stuff like that that kind of pushed me along and uh, had some mentors kind of tell me what to do and how to do things. And from there, I've just been grinding it ever since. You guys, you guys are a lot different in the gun industry and space because you know some people start gun companies. And it's a custom shop, and they'll just engrave the lower and upper receivers because they come from the same same place, and they call it good. But you guys are doing a lot of projects that are ground-up projects where you guys are improving not just aesthetics but the function and utility of the weapon system. 
and they're doing that for law enforcement and for civilians and everybody else. Uh, let's talk about the trial 11. Yeah. The trial 11, uh, really interesting story and in, which is not a 2011, it's a trial 11. Um, but tell us about that project, how it got started and where it's at right now. It's obviously, yeah, it's our, I guess it was our most, uh, riskiest endeavor that we did because it, it, huge project, huge cost to start it. So I had to seek capital for that and bring in a partner. And, um, it's one of those things where it was a big challenge. Not a lot of people were making the frames and then come as you kind of dig into, Hey, how do I do this? You start to realize like, this is no joke. Like this is, you need somebody with, you know, years of experience to even start onto this. And, and, um, through networking and also, like I said, friends in the industry, they pointed me in the right direction um, to an individual by the name of Ed Mensu. And he was a uh, former head engineer at STI, and now he's working for himself. And then after many conversations and our intent, what we wanted to do and how we wanted to build a better product and give him a little bit more flexibility and what our goals are, we came up with some numbers and made it happen. Now that's uh, for people who are listening to this, who often get confused, even on my posts when I when I post about it, this trial eleven, it's not a twenty eleven. Yeah, but the patent expired, so it's like a, it's like manufacturers manufacturing a nineteen eleven. Yeah, custom pistol, um, but it doesn't belong to Colt because everybody yeah. in the industry can make that. In fact, twenty elevens yeah. are derived from Colt nineteen eleven. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the majority of the parts are the same. The grip and the trigger and the magazine release are different, but sear disconnect. Hammer, strut, I mean, everything's the same. And you can mo- you can modify it certain ways that custom 1911s uh, manufacturers do already, but it's all the same. And, and that was one part of the product is we just wanted to make a better product and just take it to the, you know, take it to the, uh, its distance and, uh, and I just make the best one out there. Yeah, it's interesting because I try to convince people and just educating them that, you know, when somebody sees a 2011, or in this case, a tri-11, they yeah. think automatically competitive pistol, right? Yeah. They think this is an open gun. And, you know, when I when I pick up the tri-11, the commander version, what, what is that version called? It's just, yeah, we just call it tri-11 commander. Tri-11 yeah. commander, which in my hand is one of, because I grew up shooting 1911s. In fact, my first, my first pistol was a Springfield Armory 1911. Uh, it was like the old mil-spec model because yeah. it was the cheapest that I could afford as a, a young dude in the in the army, and I got used to holding that gun, and and my hands aren't small by any means, and so when I my support hands on it, I don't run the risk like I do on a Glock of locking the slide or yeah. impeding the slide catch in this case, um, and when I hold that commander, it's a perfect fill for an EDC gun. Yeah, like it's light. It's, it's, it, that one's a double stack yeah, double as well. Stack, 17 round capacity. Yeah. 17 round capacity. And it's perfect for self-defense, but a lot of people get wrapped around, uh, the 1911s being used in IPSC and, and USPSA yeah. as an open gun, but it's truly not right. No, it's truly not. It's multifaceted. I mean, people, people forget that that whole pattern of firearm was used in militaries around the world. And you know, the way we make them is we built, they're built for reliability. That's, that's our main goals. We want them to run whatever capacity you use it for, whether competition, duty, personal protection, we want it to run. And then aesthetics that that's going to come second. I you guys ran, I mean, you guys ran, we talked about a little bit, but you guys ran a huge T and E program huge. to make sure that it was squared away a test and evaluation. Oh yeah. It's, it was years. I mean, the project from start to finish from even pen to paper was a year before we even 
kind of finalize the frame and everything else like that. So with a huge investment, from yeah, with a huge, huge yeah. investment. So we had to make sure it was done right. That, like I said, it's a very risky, but having solid professional end users doing the testing for us and getting feedback from people within that community to make sure that we're kind of on kind of good path and having that extent, I can't speak highly enough from, you know, for the gunsmiths involved and from the engineers involved is that those are decades of experience you can't buy. Like mm. you can't, you can't just fast track to that. There's just years of tricks of the trades that they know how, they know what they're doing. And then we, we work together with them and how we want to increase efficiencies in certain areas and how we want the product to look and, and what do we want it to do? And then we all work together and make it happen. What's some of the processes that have changed for you guys? For example, when you're carbine, I, I noticed when I, you know, I have a custom built carbine, which I think is really cool that you guys do custom builds, yeah. which is you get a sheet. It's real easy to use. You build out your gun on paper yeah. uh, and then you guys custom build it in house. And I, you know, hopefully I could maybe do a live feed around here and show people a little bit about how you guys operate, but it's custom from the ground up and it feels different. It feels solid. Like it's one piece of steel. And we had talked a little bit about the fact that even your 8.3 inch gun yeah. is a super stable platform. What are you guys doing different? So when we first started into the ventures, I mean, that's what we started doing was rifles in the beginning when we became a firearms manufacturer. And we started using a, a rifling, uh, we call it track rifling and it's a patented rifling. And it, it does some things different than traditional rifling does. It's a hybrid between polygonal and uh, button rifling. So what that allows us to do is less deformation around and also creates a tighter seal around the bullet. So you have tighter pressures within the barrel and what it allows us to use smaller gas ports. And then the way we cut our chamber tolerances, we just have a good pressure. We can maintain good pressure in the barrel. So we've been allowed to use, so we've taken it to the limit. We've done so much testing on these. Same thing with the 2011s. I mean, I've spent years sweating my ass off out here in Texas, just shooting these barrels in different lengths, different configurations, different gas, uh, using high speed camera to watch the bolt travel back and different springs and weights to find out what our port sizes are going to be, because this was different from anything else out there. And people don't realize not one gas port size fits all barrel lengths and, and configurations because you have to factor in chamber tolerances too. That's, that's another thing. So since we have direct control over this manufacturing, it, it helps us be more consistent. And that's how we did started doing everything. So the barrel to me is the heart of the gun. The gas port will make and break your gun. It controls everything, your reliability, your felt recoil, the wear and tear on your parts. That's what your gas port does. So we focused a lot because we're, we like to focus on efficiency here and not try to change the game, but be more efficient. And that's what we did. And when you say one solid piece, when we get our uppers and lowers, we hand fit them. We sit there, fit them, make sure they're a tight fit. Everything lines up because everybody knows forgings are slightly off here and there. Once they're hand fit, we laser serial number that upper to that lower and it stays there until mm -hmm. somebody orders a gun and we could pull that bat, that upper and lower receiver frame and sit there and say, what do they want to be? And when they come in and fill out the build sheet or they send their build sheet in, or they go to the website and they go to the builder, they could sit there and start from the ground up what they want, but it's all going to start with the upper and lower receiver and that barrel that's already ready to go for that, uh, you know, whatever barrel length or whatever they want the rifle or pistol. Yeah, man, it's super impressive. That, that whole process, just talking about it. And I noticed it in eight, three, like yeah. I expect an eight, three, which I've shot many shorty, uh, short version carbines to jump all over the place. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I perceive that by tracking the red dot typically on a gun. And if I'm able to stay on target at whatever distance they may, may be typically within 25 yards, 
um, I'm satisfied with that. And I remember yeah. shooting that with a, a rugged can, a rugged suppressor can. And dude, it didn't go anywhere. I was just super impressed the fact that I could shoot an 8.3 like I shoot my 14.5. Yeah, and that was that was the goal. And a lot of people know that 8.3, that, that all spawned from the motto of the company is provide tailored solutions. And that's mm-hmm. how we started was just going to law enforcement agencies because every TAC team, SWAT team, ERT, narcotics, they're all different. Not one, every law enforcement, every city, county, everybody has something slightly different and they all operate differently. There's not one set like the military where it's just one blanket of rules and you can add to but not take away. Uh, with that being said, with law enforcement, it's all different. Mm-hmm. So that's where we can provide tailored solutions because we go there and say, well, what's your need? I've been on ride-alongs, like like a SWAT call out to see just good experience on seeing that, how they treat the weapons or how much gear they wear. It all comes into play. And that A3 was derived, you talked to me about that, that it derived from a, a conversation and then working out, hey man, these guys can't run these long guns. I mean, yeah. I've seen, I train SWAT teams all over the United States. The average dude is our size. Yeah. Just a big ass dude. And mm-hmm. you got a guy with a 14.5 gun suppressed, yeah. With all the accessories and all the kit, and they're just walking tanks and turrets trying to do CQB. Yeah, and this and the A3s, um, it spawned from narcotics. I have a lot of friends and uh, different departments or narcotics and just years of experience. And narcotics officers make a lot of entries, and the majority of the time it's with a pistol. And they just can't lug around a 16-inch rifle. So that was derived from something compact, concealable. They could... A3 short enough, you can put a folder on it and keep it in a Hello Kitty backpack or Jansport if you want to be yep. inconspicuous because every rifle bag, it still looks like a rifle bag. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, it's like <laughs> a racquetball or yeah. a, it's like a guitar case. Yeah, it still looks like it. So that was that was derived from that. Just basically, there was, hey, can you build this for us? This is what we're looking for. And when they come to us, if we don't make it, well, then we're going to find a way and make it. And it's it's like a challenge. You know, we have to do this because you know it's out there if they if they need it. Chances are another department's going to have the same, they're going to have the same need also. Yeah. And a lot of uh, school uh, resource officers pick that up also. Because when they're at sporting events, they don't want to have a rifle on their back and make every people feel nervous. So if they small bag and the school resource officer can carry that discreet, like truly discreet, and uh, be available when they need it. I like the whole idea of, it's almost like utility first. Yeah. But you guys do make some of the most beautiful weapons I've ever seen. I appreciate it. Um, I talked to your Cerakote guy. Show me like even one of the the Cerakote processes that you guys have, yeah. where you guys are dealers for Cerakote, or your guys are reps yeah. for Cerakote. Uh, certified applicators. Certified applicators, yeah. and they came in, trained you, and yeah. then they provide all the equipment and everything as far as uh, uh, the tolerances and assurances to the consumer that it's yeah. the same quality, high quality the stuff that you're getting every single time. Oh yeah, They're, they sit here and they test it. You know, you do a painting, they have a thickness gauge you'll see if you know if you've got the proper amount of coating and everything else like that and then they kind of show you what you know tricks of the trade and what you can and can't get away with it was a pretty awesome course honestly like because i've i taught myself how to do it you know you watch a youtube yeah. video <laughs> this yeah. was before i started the company just but then when they come in and they teach you you're like oh wow like and i thought i was good but yeah and then when they then you jump off that platform and you can take it to a whole nother level it's amazing man uh, you you guys are talking to me about some of the things that you guys do for law enforcement officers, mm-hmm. even the trade thing. Yeah. And I never even heard of this, but it, it seems to be um, normal for the people who do it. Like, yeah. you, you, it's just part of the business. And it seems like the best deal, especially for a department that has a whole bunch of crap that they yeah. can't use, they don't use, been sitting on their shelves for years. And you guys just hustle and grind on the back end to yeah. provide new equipment for the officers that that have it. How, how does that process work? It's... 
It's and an can ab- anybody do it in the U.S.? Yeah, a- yeah, anybody. It's it's an assessment, and as long as each firearm, if it's a firearm, it has to be you know obviously treated according to BATF regulation. You transfer from their books to your to your books, and you know if it's NFA, and there's a process for that, whether it's Form Threes, I mean, sorry, uh, Form Fives, or or if it's transferable to begin with. But but there's a lot of equipment that aren't even at firearms, optics, upper receivers, slings. I mean, there's so many things that because they want to get rid of it because in our eyes, that's stuff that can be used to give you actual good product because it's hard for departments because usually in some procurement, they think a rifle is a rifle. They understand mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a patrol car is not just a patrol car. You, you know, you have to have a certain specification. So what that helps is a good rifle. It's going to cost you money. So we, to help offset the cost, because let's, I mean, let's face it. You know, some, some departments will buy the cheapest bidder, $700 AR-15s. The next thing you know, they're having issues where they break and then they can't get customer service support. We've seen it time and time again. That's kind of where this whole trading program started. Well, hey, let's let's work down that invoice. What do you guys have? It doesn't have to be guns. It could be anything. Work down that trade. Get them into uh, a good weapon system because we're in it for longevity. We're not there to sell them a weapon five years and sell them more later on down the road because yeah. we do a lifetime warranty. We do free armors course training, and we do free tactical training, and that's at their disposal. And schedule maintenance. If they want us to come down there and scope the rifles once a year, we'll come down there and scope the rifles once a year. That's what we do. Man, that's cool. So talk to me about this this training, um, free training thing that you guys do because uh, I know we have a mutual uh, uh, associate that used to work with me in the CIF company, Jonas, who's a former ranger. Yeah. Um, he's provided training to the law enforcement agencies based on these guys getting equipment. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, so yeah, John, good old Jonas Post, man. He's, he's an awesome guy. We brought him as our director of training and and just the amount of curriculum, and he has experience training law enforcement, so it made sense for us because we provide the training, but we wanted a instructor that's consistent when it comes to, you know, for law enforcement classes and things like that. So, so yeah, whenever the department picks up and they want their training day, Jonas will come in and give them a class, and it doesn't have to be something we dictate. They could sit there and say, hey, we want to focus on CQB. We want to focus on pistol. We want to focus on, you know, critical precision. Uh, that's, that's up to them. In a sense, we're kind of tailoring the class a little bit to them, and then also too, if they like the they they like the training, then we can continue even more and um, do more training classes as a separate entity if we need to. That's awesome. Yeah, Jonas comes highly recommended. He's a, a super good dude and, and one of the best tacticians that I know yeah. in the industry. So, man, his brain does not stop. He's yeah, it's on nonstop it. for tactics. Yeah. Um, so we're here in Texas right now at your at your shop. What when people come into the shop, what can they expect? Can they because I know you got a, you have a pro shop on the front end, right? Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. some, which is bizarre to me, some companies don't provide that service because they, they're in it for distribution, for example. Yeah. And they only distribute, which I get it, but it's it's like you should always offer the consumer, yeah. the, the direct-to-consumer option. And you guys have a phenomenal pro shop here. So outside of uh, pistols and carbines, what do you guys do completely? What's the whole business as a, as a whole? Um, we take in like a lot of Glock work, you know, stipple packages, things like that, whatever, um, you know, customer comes in and might want his Glock Cerakoted. We'll take Cerakoted. Certain majority of firearms that we're experienced with, there's certain firearms people come in, we just, we're just not experienced, so we won't, you know, take the Cerakote work. But a lot of things, like some people, like they're having trouble. They're building their own AR at, you know, in the garage and they come back and they hit, you know, they hit and run, just run to an issue. They'll bring it back here or they build their own AR. I want it to pin and weld a gas, um, like pin a gas block or pin and weld a muzzle device. We do that service. When we kind of, we encourage that. We don't sit there and say you have to buy from us, but anybody out there doing two-way stuff is good stuff for us. So if a customer comes and say, hey, I need to torque down this barrel nut and I don't have a torque wrench, well, 
you know, we could take a look at it or um, they want to swap out a new barrel for their old barrel. We can do that here too. So it's not just how to pertain to our firearms. You can bring in your own AR and if you need work done it, we'll work on it. That's awesome, man. It's, it's almost like you guys do everything here. Yeah. And I know you guys are growing rapidly. And part of that growing is due to your hustle and grind. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've worked, we work with a lot of companies strategically, including you guys. And I've never seen anybody hustle and grind more than you do. But it's the right way. Because yeah. there's a lot of companies in the tactical space who would just hire some gun bunny, throw a gun in their hands, and then they do that times 100. And that's their marketing right. strategy. But you yeah. guys have a different strategy. Can you lay out some of the things that you guys do and, and the way you guys operate? Uh, organic's the best way. Like everybody's dedicated here. Everybody has vested interest in it and we make them feel that they're part of the family in a sense. Like, Cause they're, they're growing from the ground up. Yes. Everybody's growing yeah. from the ground up and everybody here is paying their dues. And that's the goal of the company is yeah. to, to pay it forward. Once we get to a point where we could pay it forward properly, then we've made it. It doesn't matter how much money we make. Everybody has been involved since the beginning. Even before I even started trying who helped me out along the way, it's all paying it forward. Everybody had a, everybody's been instrumental in that and the, the company's success. And we want to make a feel like they're still part of it. And everybody who works from us to even our uh, sponsors, you know, stuff like, uh, like Oakley Standard Issue. They're, you know, they've been helping me out for a long time, even when I was, you know, just when the company was just starting. It just, they've, we've had good uh, brand representation and a lot of people, t- and for me, it has to be organic. That's a big thing too. Anybody who we bring on board, we got to get to know you first. Yeah. And we got to make sure that the values align. We're not just, I don't care about your engagement. I don't care about mm-hmm. how many followers you have or anything else like that. I don't care. I don't care if like, we have to know you personally. Yeah. Or we have to get, or you have to be friends, like friends of ours because that's organic. Just like when, like when we first started talking a couple of years ago, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. just, that was a long process, it was a long process. I like and, that, yeah. Though. And I even flew out to California, took one of your courses and yep. everything like that. And but a lot of the values aligned and it makes sense. And, and that's another thing too. You guys hustle. Like we're always seeing you on social media, multi, like multi-platform on your, on your brand, doing different things, medical, firearms training, overland, like all that stuff is just awesome. And we yeah. like that too. It's just, and I think that's just that per our conversation we had, just the way this industry goes, it's just, you know, working with other good companies to kind of elevate uh, the community. It, what do you see the firearm industry and the tactical industry going? Because, mm-hmm. You know, I it, it gives me hope. Like even talking to you and Jimmy and being around you guys, and for you for you listeners who don't know this, but we did the Dallas Fort Worth class. Uh, Triarch facilitated that whole thing. Which, I mean, if they didn't open the door to bring us in, we wouldn't have fifty new customers. We we trained seventy at five eleven tactical. If we didn't have that opportunity to do that, um, we wouldn't even got into this Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, where do you see the industry going with what you're seeing now, the trends that you're seeing yeah, now? It's changing a lot. Yeah. And I think the old way of getting things done, it's, it's over with, you know, cause in a sense, like look about from 2008 to 2013, you can just make a gun. People are going to buy it. Yep. And then people complain. I hear this all the time. The industry slow and it's slow because you're making it slow. Yeah. Nobody's going to give you anything. Did you think this was going to be easy? It's not. You have to go out and get it. Just like any other brand of any other industry, of any other product, they're out there, they're putting out ads, they're having people try their product. We have to do the same thing. We're not any different from people that sell cars or we're not any different from you know food or selling watches or anything else like that. We're selling a product and we believe it's the best and we have to get out there and let people know. And we have to continue to make the best product. And that's, I don't know. 
Like I'm in it to win it. I know you're in it to win it. Yeah. And so people like us, we, we just can't stop grinding because it's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And we believe and that part of it is too, is we believe in what we do and we believe in the people behind us. Yeah. That's a big thing too. I yeah. mean, we both got payroll to make. Yeah. So we can't let anybody down because at the end of the day, if anything happens or any failure happens, doesn't matter if it's out of your control, it's still your fault. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, you're creating a culture that that's really that's really familiar because we create the same culture where, you know, we let our guys know from E1 and up, we're starting from the ground level. The that's ground the best floor. analogy I've heard. Yeah, I like that. You know, yeah. we're starting at, at a pay grade where everybody starts from the bottom, and we got to grow together. And everybody has a vested interest, and and it's cool working with companies like yours because. You know, when you network and you affiliate with the right people, yeah, uh, you and you grow together, it's real. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not fabricated. No, not at all. I, I love it, man. And I, I, I think you guys, man, I, I love working with you guys because it, it, there's nothing disingenuine about the experience. With you yeah. know, I love Jimmy. I love love you. I love the company. Everybody who talks about your company too always mentions like. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. I was at yeah. 511 Tactical with you know, 70 plus people teaching them preparedness with Raul Martinez, our training director. And everybody's like, we love Triarch, man. It's like, you know, they're they're everywhere. They go to they're involved in the local community. Yeah. They're always giving back. And I'm like, that's how you do it, man. Yeah. The range like we'll go to ranges and set up a table, talk to people. I mean, no days off, man. I mean yeah. you you gotta want it and you gotta get out there. And plus we seen other products or that's been in the past and shortcomings and everything else like that. We don't want to be like that. So, I mean, not, we're not perfect. I mean, but every mistake we've made, we've learned from 100%, mm-hmm. but we do our best to, to, to make it right. It's just part of the process. You're going to have little stumbles along the way, but as long as you don't quit, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it too. Man, where do people go to see what you guys are all about and then see what you guys are doing? What, what are your platforms? Uh, right now, obviously Instagram, we do a lot on Instagram, uh, YouTube, we've been, we've been putting a lot into YouTube for informational stuff. And also, uh, we have a pushing forward series and we use that series to kind of highlight some of the people who have been instrumental or or affiliated with the company and have helped out quite a bit. So we like to highlight them and, uh, they're all accessible too. So any questions for them, you can reach out to them on their Instagrams or things like that. But YouTube's a big one. And, uh, and that those two, I mean, Facebook's kind of died off and it's just not pro- not pro, it's not, not say, pro anything we do. Yeah, not anything we do. And not to say Instagram is, but it's, we're still on there. And this, we have good engagement on there. And we get a lot of response, obviously, the the DMs and stuff like that. And then allowing us to do stories is a big thing. Little snippets of uh, live action going on and what's here in the shop or what we're doing. Yeah, and it's triarchsystems.com. And I yeah. always spell it because it's T-R-I-A-R-C Correct, systems.com. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I appreciate you being on the podcast. No, hey, man. thanks for coming by, man. Glad, uh, glad we got to uh, link up here in Texas and... Looking forward to more uh, more uh, ventures. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the 2020 and, and kicking this off. It's going to be a great year, and wish you guys the best of luck, and we'll, we'll be there right there with you, man. Awesome, man. We're always pushing forward, man. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it.